0: Hello and welcome Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. What's up? Old school interview episode here today. Super special guest, Meg Jacoby. Meg and I have gotten to know each other really well over this past year in a coaching athlete and also as a professional capacity. So we get deep into her previous season, some of the things that she'd learned, a lot about her motivation, and kind of just talk the ins and outs of from the beginning all the way to the end to the world championships, and just how she was able to navigate that with the life that she's built, and how and some of the takeaways that she had, and what she's learning from this season, and what she's going to put toward next season. I think this is one of the best interviews I've ever had on the show. <laughs> Meg is awesome all the time, but this I thought was just top notch, really great information, truly inspirational. So I think you're going to enjoy it very, very much. Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Resolute Coffee. Resolute Coffee was founded by a member that's within our community. So we should support them because they are supporting us. And plus, the quality of this stuff is top notch. I am a coffee snob. No way around it. Straight up. Not drinking Dunkin' Donuts. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But this Resolute Coffee, it really hits the bill for me. We just got a brand new shipment in a Guatemalan and a Colombian. He does some really cool stuff with the way that he processes it. And, and through, sometimes it's washed, sometimes it's anaerobic, semi-washed. So you get some unique profile uh, when it comes to the flavor in there. So again, it's really just quality stuff. He's within the community. So he supports us. Let's support him. We have R 20 for 20% off. Your next order link down in the show notes. Resolute Coffee, Crush Shit Daily. All right. Meg Jacoby. All right. Joined by Meg Jacoby. Meg, happy Monday. What's up?
1: Happy Monday.
0: Just another day, right?
1: Just another hot, humid day in upstate New York. I know you had a taste of the humidity out here when you were in Connecticut.
0: I mean... It is fine in like a dose. I had it for like a weekend. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. But then I was ready to to just not yeah. not be there.
1: If the runs don't happen early, early in the morning, I'm I'm literally like finding myself just doing it on a treadmill in the air conditioned gym. That's and the- I and I hate to be like that big of a bitch about it. Like, a, <laughs> like I don't want to puss out, but like it's just so unbearable. It's just hard to breathe and it's just not.
0: It, it will f- put you flat on your back. It is Absolutely. Like, it's, it's, it's really pushing it. It's like this shouldn't be done right now. Yeah. It's that hot. And the yeah. treadmill having to do that because you got to do it in the winter too. There's times where workouts yes, are not going to get hit. That, that sucks.
1: And that's where I'm like, I can't believe it's July and I'm on a treadmill right now. Like I'm like disgusted with myself. Because I know I'm on it constantly all winter long, so ugh, it's not fun.
0: I would do uh, when I, was, especially when I was preparing for like OCR as well, because like the the races in the fall would be like mountain races. So I'd find yeah, uh, and I was living in like Center City, Center City, Philadelphia, so there wasn't really like mountains to run. So if I wanted to get like a lot of elevation, I had to put it on on a treadmill and I am a heavy sweater, especially when it comes to humidity, <laughs> so I. I, I would get that treadmill belt, like to the point where it was almost like ice. <laughs> it was like slippery.
1: So this is, this just happened to me over the weekend. And I was like, why are my feet slipping on the treadmill? And then I looked down, I was like, Oh my God,
0: oh, my shoes
1: were drenched. It was so embarrassing. I was the only person there. Thank God.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. This is
1: also the gym I work at. So like, everyone knows me <laughs> like there's no hiding like i'm yeah it's aggressive
0: The, the like members would be like see meg sweating the, the they're the like day?
1: guys that shit was don't real. don't use that one treadmill she that always was real uses. Yeah. i use the same treadmill every time i go thats yeah, just a habit we are
0: having a sweat puddle like fill up behind yeah. the that's
1: it, like, flies off the forearm into the little, like, cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's, like a,
1: there's, like, a pool at the bottom. Oh, my God. It's
0: sometimes really people come attractive up, stuff. If people come up next to me, I'm, like, compelled. I'll be in a workout, so I won't say this, but I'll be compelled to be, like, this might be splash you're zone. You're in the
1: zone. This you're might, in the zone.
0: Yeah, I, I'd hate for this to happen to you, but, like, yep. you're choosing it. Like, look at what's happening over here. Yep. You don't want this. So... Today, we're going to talk about just like the season as a whole, your debut yeah. season, rookie season, rookie of the year, probably unofficial rookie of the year.
1: I think I may. Yeah, I'd have I have to
0: say, right?
1: Yeah, I would. give. I that like a, it.
0: Set a world record, set two world records. Yeah. Three, if you include deck a mile.
1: Three. Yeah.
0: Three world records. in which so is
1: dangerously close to getting broken. I'm not. I'm
0: what did Carly wrong. just what did Carly just run? She posted that She, she did it, but she it, didn't post her time.
1: She, she didn't post her time, but it's not updated yet. Because I was wondering after I saw her post, I was like, oh, I wonder where. Because I did one and it didn't go very well. So I was like, I wonder like where I'm at. And then I checked, but hers wasn't uploaded. It, she said it didn't go well. So
0: <laughs> I love that. And it's just like not putting the time.
1: <laughs> like I have no <laughs> idea what that means, you know.
0: The uh your your time in a deck of mile though, at, on that course. In Atlantic City, I think it's going to be hard to be. Who, who's close? No one's close. Are they?
1: There's someone who's like a 1930 something.
0: Oh, is it Katie Duke?
1: Yes. Why do I know her name? And, but I can't like place a picture in my head.
0: I think she's been doing some DECA stuff this year. She did DECA in, I think, the most recent DECA, and she got fourth there. She was like battling with Nicole Miracle, but was just. Like she missed a lap or something or did some, she went in earlier or she did something where it kind of oh, had some okay. sort of penalty, um, but probably just from this deck of mile, but. Gotcha. Okay. You it's think? hard,
1: you know, it's hard to say with like the mile and the strong, it seems like, like every gym is going to have it done a little different. And there's yeah. just, there's so many like weird variables with these like affiliate things. So I'm not really like worried about it, but got to show know. up,
0: show up when it comes gotta to the race. Just got to show up on
1: the day. Yeah, Do the exactly. So I want to
0: kind of start from the beginning and kind of talk about the races as I go through and just kind of how you progressed and the things you've basically learned from this entire season yeah. because uh, it's something that, I mean, we talk so often that I feel like we're just in it and we just like kind of were able to move as you kind of learned and were growing and how we were learning and growing together, but in, we haven't really reflected on it. Yeah, you know, We reflected on like specific races, but never as like the season as a whole. So I guess we'll start with New York, the first ever yeah. race.
1: The first ever.
0: The first ever race for you. And going into it, like we got introduced through Jared, Jared Newby. And some of the workouts that you're putting up, like the times, like we basically did some benchmark stuff. And, was the, yeah. I, was, and I was like, and Jared kind of came to me and said, she's going to be really good. I was like, okay, great. I trust Jared and and, and his judgment and everything. And then some of the times you're putting up on like the machines and like with the wall balls and stuff, I was like, okay, this, this is, she's going to be really good. (laughs) So, (laughs) so going into that first race, I didn't know what to expect in terms of a time, but I knew that when you were out there racing, you would, it would be hard to miss you. You know? Yeah. What were you thinking going into that race?
1: I think I remember calling you and saying, Hey, what kind of time range do you think that I could like throw down? And you're like, I really don't like to do this, you know? So don't you're in, and, and I remember you being like, like what kind of person are you are You're going to be like super disappointed if you're not in this or is like, like, how is this going to affect you? And I think I was like, I don't know. I just want to know. Like, cause I, I think I had no like real idea of like what a, what a realistic goal was. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember you saying, I think on a really really perfect day you could be 63, but I think I you gave me the 63 to 66 was your was your range. And I was 66 with the penalty. With the penalty. So you were spot on. I got to give nice. you some credit there. Shouts yeah, to me. That's some that's some good work.
0: Yeah, that's um, you, you definitely know cuz I'm sure I waffled a lot too. I don't know. I don't like to set time goals.
1: <laughs> and I remembered um after that first race I think our plan was like, be really conservative until out of the sled pull, mm-hmm. just because it was like, and, and it really, honestly, best advice. And I am and now, now giving that advice to like anybody new that hasn't done it that I talked to or work with, because I think just the sleds and the nature of the carpet and everything, you can do them at your home gym so many times and it's just not... This, you'll just never really be able to fully get the same exact stimulus. So you kind of have that oh shit moment Mm -hmm. at first. And I think it's really smart to like just play it smart the first time. That way you're not absolutely like you didn't go in way over your head your first race because that's never a fun. It's much better to leave a race saying, I've got a lot more to give than it is to be like, holy shit, I was in way over my head and then be feeling negative about it. Mm -hmm. So, we had done that and I felt like I really did that. Um and after I remember being like, the first thing I said to you was that I was, I wasn't even talking about the lap issue. I was like, I can't believe I didn't do my wall balls unbroken.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Like
1: I was so <laughs> mad I broke one time on the wall balls. And I was like, what the hell? You know, like why didn't I do them unbroken? And then then I was like, oh yeah. And I did this like lap thing that was sucky. Um and of course, like, then I remembered watching it back and like, I lost, you know, you lose so much time because they told me like in the middle of the burpees they yeah, were like, yeah. Oh, you missed a lap. And I go, you yep. know, and I'm like, hands on my knees. And then I'm, and then I just got right back to it. And honestly, it kind of like weirdly motivated me. Cause I knew at this point you, I, you had told me like, okay, Alondra is the real deal. She's going to be there. And like, I think Bridget was there. and Camilla mm-hmm. was there. So there mm-hmm. were like some big names in this race that I was running against. And I don't really know any of these girls yet. So I've just like through you and kind of getting introduced to the world Had seen some of these names. And I just remember being like, well, I better go because I have to now get as far ahead as I can in order to like Make up the deficit and still win, you know, with the the lap thing. And I think Alondra almost covered by, it. Like I know she beat me by like twenty seconds. I think.
0: So watching so, it was it was you know it was definitely deflating on mine. Just felt so bad, like how because like you 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 could see it on your face that yeah what had well, happened, I don't
1: really right? hide how I feel unfortunately. <laughs> and, and,
0: and in it's that moment, right here, because like you came in and it's like oh wow now she's like way up because I think you you were winning. You came out of the sled yes. Pole. And, like, the sled push went really well. You pushed it unbroken pretty much the whole time. And yeah. Then, and this was the first U.S. race that we had seen after they said, oh, the sleds are going to be a little bit more standardized. That didn't turn out to really be the case. But seeing it, I was like, okay, like, Meg's pushing this unbroken each way. And the sled pull, I knew that was something going into it. There's just – that's a little bit of a uh, of a jarring – station as well just because the rope the the elasticity of the rope yeah. it's hard to prepare for if you don't have
1: it right totally
0: totally but, but you still came out ahead and alondra was fourth at the world championships the year before second at every deca event yeah through all the whole thing so it's like okay like here we go but then you popped in early and early it, and it was like oh yeah shoot but then it kind you of made it, made it fun to watch as you tried to chase it down
1: yeah and, and that's like where I think I'm really lucky because my, like, it's such a mental thing. And for me, it's like, if I'm like down, like, I feel like that honestly just motivates me like a 10 times harder. Like I'm not going down without a fight, you know, nice. like that's just kind of like how the brain works. So that was probably like super motivating. And I remember like it was, uh, E-Rock and Danielle and, Uh, she does like that your entrance thing, the whole hype up, and and she she even said she's like you could still do it, and I was like yeah, you're right, I can, and like (laughs) and just like kept going. But uh, that's like an ultimate flex. That moment. Well, hey, you know what? And you should do. It's one of those things where, like that mental aspect had has paid off for me a lot of times, and that's one of those things that, um you know i think i've earned a lot of respect amongst my peers because i have had race issues the three three out of the six races i've done i've had an issue in the race like either a lap or like in worlds my rope came right off my sled like yeah. there's things that happen that you just have to then say okay it's over it's in the past and i just keep moving i let it go and you keep moving on you can't let it ruin the whole race like there's still half a race left like you can make it up or or whatever so hopefully that's kind of the the lesson anyone takes away from that you know i guess yeah and it's and it's so hard to do at the time it gets so much easier said than done so i'm certainly not like saying like just get tougher you know that's not the point well,
0: but i think it's a little bit of just pr- like being present Right, like, and that that can happen without like an actual error or anything like something logistically going wrong that comes in, like, yeah, like a a a mislap that's hard to to shake off. But even it could be if your sled push or sled pull or your burpees didn't go well, you could either feel sorry for yourself and think about how you did so poorly in that previous station, or you can stay in that moment and look forward to the next station and do what you need to do and have and like be able to execute your your kind of plan as it goes forward.
1: Yeah. I'm really lucky because I attribute that so much to like old coaches I've had. Like my old, my, my basketball coach, my entire life, like his daughter was my age. So he coached us through like, like Emmy hoops, like as kids. And then all the way up to varsity, uh, AAU, all of it. Like he was our, he was our guy. And like, that was like the biggest lesson I probably learned from him was like, if like you got to shake it off because like you can't keep letting the last play affect the next play keep you know shooting. like that kind of stuff yep. yeah exactly or like if you miss a shot like what are you gonna just stop right. you know so just like all those little things how it's funny how they they just i don't know like get ingrained in your brain and that's how you just end up being being it's that weird.
0: it's so valuable that lesson in particular and, and being able to take it from one sport and put it to another because yeah. i don't know if I definitely would be told that lesson in, in ball sports, like yeah. next at bat, next, for next pitch, whatever. But I never, I didn't really put it together for like these endurance sports until recently, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Just have it's to stay so here. much
1: harder. It's cause it's only you. So you're in your head. Like it's, it's really that you versus you thing. And in a team sport, it's like, it's easier to be like, okay, I got to let it go. Cause I don't want to let my team down. But when it's just you, it's like it is a lot harder to, to get yourself out of that hole. I think mentally.
0: Have you ever had that? Like I had some college teammates. I had some up and down in college. They were certainly mental, but a lot of it was sometimes it was physical as well. Like just in like lifestyle stuff just wasn't a- aligned Yeah. when I had that all in line and I would be performing well, it would, it would be good. Like, but I had teammates who would practice well and compete like shit. Yep. You know, have you ever had those type of moments where those type of like stints where <laughs> things weren't like adding up for you?
1: Yeah, you know what? I would say I'm. I had gone through some periods, of, even in like my late 20s, when I was running a lot, like where I would be, mm. and I had this frustration with when I was really trying to run the half marathon, and I would be training. My workouts were nuts. Like I was doing mile repeats at like sub 520, like, or I'd be doing 10 by mile at under six minute pace, like, 10 like by mile. L- Yeah, dude, like crazy. It was disgusting, like crazy stuff. And I'd be pulling off these times and like, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to go like 118, you know, like I'm going to do it. And then it just like never came together for me in the race. And I just, I I felt like I had had the rate, like every time I'd go through a cycle, I'd have like the race during a workout. And then Mm. like the race would be in like two, three weeks. And like, I didn't have it. Like I had it already, you know? So mm-hmm. there was something like weird going on where maybe I wasn't like tapering properly or something like that. I don't know. But it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I definitely uh, sympathize with those people a lot because I, I ultimately was like, mm, maybe this just isn't my distance. And I, <laughs> and I just decided like I'm going to do the 5K for a while because I was yeah. like popping these fast times on. And then I ended up like PRing my 5Ks. So
0: and I bet if you would have gone know. back. After hitting yeah. some five K's, you've probably been like, okay, I can perform to this level. Like, let's yeah. just go out go at this without the expectations. It's just a long yeah. race. Long race of doing the Ugh. same thing over and over.
1: And it's like I think I think the half is a little too fast for me for too long. Hmm. I think I can pull those times off in like a 15K. I
0: was gonna say, have you ever been a 10 miler?
1: Uh, you know, we don't I really have it. I don't think we really have any near like anywhere up here. I've it's run. hard to find anything out in my, like, I feel like everything's a half or a 5k these days. There's like not a lot of in-between distances. No,
0: no. 10 k's even like, that's, that's 10K's a so like, yeah, it's like hard. It's a little that long. Ugh, that's gross too. I've run, I've run it. I've run a 10 miler in Casanova on July 4th. Not a great course, not a great time of the year, but it is. Yeah. Yeah, but and oh, probably, that's good to know. We've talked about the Boilermaker too, and that's also like that's isn't that in like August?
1: It literally just happened Sunday. No, nah. so it's you're either it's crazy humid or you're baking in the sun. It's 90 degrees at like seven in the morning at that race, and it's incredibly hilly, so it's never fast. Like, it's, it's not a like a race to go PR at, it's just a race to like go do and have fun, yeah. But I've done it a bunch of times, and like every time I'm like, that sucks so bad. <laughs> like, just every part of it is not great, other than like the hype of the fact that it's a pretty big race and there's beer at the end. Yeah, I was gonna say, but it's a beer.
0: It's a beer thing. The Boilermakers. It's boiler big, maker is
1: big like a big beer thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Quick aside I just watched the NCAA track and field day one for the men's. What happened to your boy Parker?
1: Dude, he had a bad year. He didn't Did even he? make
0: it. Yeah. I, he didn't make he the just final. Said, I saw. I yeah. know.
1: So I actually, it's like, I would seen him post stuff like, you know, like just didn't go my way this year or whatever. And uh, I ended up seeing him at the gym like two days later. Oh, cool. And I'm like, Hey, like, Hey, you know, and, and, uh, he just said he had been battling a lot of sickness, like just kept getting sick, just like didn't have great training cycles. Um, I mean, realistically, this is like the first year he hasn't like performed incredibly well in Mm -hmm. his whole collegiate career. But I think he's I think he's doing a fifth year and he's just like, I'm just I'm looking forward to next year. And he had a really good attitude about it. So, yeah, but I'm sure it's like super. I mean, last year. Photo finish for top three. NCAA is like. I'm sure it was pretty pretty disappointing for him this year and that's a big and it's gotta like really stick in you like in that situation and then you come in you're the guy who comes in third it's like oh like i would be so ready next year to be Mm -hmm. like let's go you know
0: and he's gonna be you might have to have some of that mental that up and down since it's been especially so Parker Stokes is a is a steeplechaser for Georgetown. He got third the NTA meet last year uh, and Meg S- also coached, a
1: sub 4 minute miler. Yeah, I coached him in high school. Coached him in
0: high school. So yeah. he is a extreme talent and it's probably yeah. never been like the best athlete Around, So he might have this kind of like up and down thing coming for him that we were just kind of talking about that. Yeah. Kind of like having to persevere through it because as a young athlete, that's hard because you got to you could experience it for the first time, like around that age, probably.
1: Absolutely. And like, it's hard to go from having an incredible I mean, you you go from having an incredibly successful high school career, like unheard of high school career. And then you right away start having a phenomenal college career. And then like Mm. your senior year, you finally kind of go through like the, Mm. the down slump where it just really doesn't go your way. That's pretty, that's gotta be a pretty hard pill to swallow. But you know what? That also shows, I think that like his coaches have been clearly doing the right things with him because he's made it a long time with really not much. Like he's had a bad race here or there, but nothing like detrimental. So that's, they, they must be doing something right down there you For know because sure. yep. that's so also kind of unheard of you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah totally For most linear runners, it like
1: never goes that great so totally.
0: so all right did all new right, york that's... did new york 66 and change missed a lap but definitely was like okay it went as well as it possibly could and I think there were, like you said, there was disappointment in terms of like the not doing the wall balls unbroken, because that was the thing you were doing them unbroken no matter what. Yep. Training and things. So then Chicago was only a couple like weeks, a later. a month right?
1: later. Yeah, thirty Cause then, days.
0: Because then I think that that wasn't. I don't know if we were even looking past New York at this point.
1: We, I I remember us having a conversation where I was like, "Hey, do you think this time is going to hold for?" the regional championship races. Right. And you were like, probably, but uh, like, like not a hundred percent. And so I almost didn't do Chicago because at this point, like, there's no money. There's no prize money. There's no anything. I'm just like this brand new girl, like, you know, and I'm like, oh, like, this is going to be an expensive year. And like thinking like that kind of stuff. And really one of my friends is like, just do it. Like, let's just go do it. And um, like, I was like, okay, let's do it. And like, just pulled the trigger, booked the flight and then got there. And I had made a pretty big statement after New York. And I said, I'm going for the world record. And then Linda broke her own record Mm -hmm. like the next week or something. So now the record, we went from like 103 something. I don't know what exactly it was. And I was 106 to like 102 mm-hmm. and, and a half. I think it was like 10233 or something like that. So I remember going into Chicago and be like, oh, like maybe she's I'm like, yeah, no, you ain't. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing.
0: Well I think we even um, looked at her splits and yeah. there it was like the back half was was pretty impressive on that end. But we were looking at it like, like well, you have all you had the advantage almost through everything. So as long as this back half kind of sticks together you should be fine but we weren't like
1: we had no really idea and like the goal was to go out harder and i hadn't done that you know so that changes a lot too on like Mm. how the like the back half's gonna go and so but then like halfway through it was happening and you know of course you have everybody on the live stream like they're online so they're looking at the splits and they're like oh she's ahead or, or whatever and then rock saying it on the mic and the venue and i was like oh my god is this happening like this is crazy and then it did and i was like holy shit <laughs> like i guess this is the thing i'm doing now yeah,
0: i'm pretty good at this <laughs> that, that was uh another thing i try to push oh push back on is like people checking their splits during the race just to try to like yeah. again to maintain that presence like if we're looking at the watch and doing mental math. We're not focused on the run. We're not focused on right. the the lunges, whatever it is. It's we're somewhere else. Right. So I don't yep. like to necessarily do it. I'll do it sometimes usually way late in the race, but was there a point when you did look at it where you're like, all right, we're, no. where are we at?
1: I still, I have never to this day checked a split at all. I never have any, I have a baseline idea of like what I need to be at around like the row. And that's, mm-hmm. But a lot of the time these most of the races I've done are you're racing to race, you're racing to to for position, you're racing for a place, not necessarily a time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, it's like that's a whole different strategy too. Um, but no, not really. And even like, I remember being the one thing I do I will do is I think the lunges and then the last run, I'll look down and be like, If I F this run up and it's six minutes, I still have four and a half minutes to do the wall balls, which I've never done in that like that time ever. It's always like three minutes or in change.
0: Yeah. three. So like I always,
1: I always give myself like a buffer. I'll be like, if this takes 12 minutes, I'll still be 60 minutes, you know, Like, like just give my tiny. That's really it though.
0: That's I'll kind of do the same thing or at or around the lunges. and I'll just start adding fours. I'll be like four minutes for this, four minutes, for this, four minutes for this, yes. just being conservative on the slow end. Right. And be like, okay, I should be, right. I should be. Right. Yeah. So how did, how did, if, how did your mindset change from before New York to then after Chicago?
1: So even after New York, I remember really starting to realize that if i was going to be successful i really had to get like i had to go all in. and i don't i really hadn't at that point like i was kind of like yeah we'll see what happens and and wasn't like necessarily sure like how any of it was going to play out or like how involved i would get at that point like i was excited about it i don't want to like take anything away from that and i thought it was cool but i didn't i don't even think i really had a gen like the concept of like how big it is and like world championships and like all of that. I don't think I even had that really on my radar. Then after New York, when it was like, Oh my God, it was only three minutes from the world record. My first time, like, Holy shit. You know, that's when I really realized like, all right, like I've got to get really serious about this. And that's not difficult for me to do. Like I, that is really kind of who I am. Like I'm a hundred percent or I'm not Mm -hmm. like that's it's one or the other. So it was kind of just turning the switch you know back on of like the athlete that i had been and other things in my past and just said like all right this is what we're doing now and um also started like trying to buy equipment for my house and just <laughs> yeah. the accessibility aspect i knew that was going to come into play especially as a parent heavily um like just having stuff here so that way you know This, i mean these, some of these workouts take f- Forever two hours, yeah, <laughs> easily without,
0: without setup, you know, I set without things up, any,
1: yeah, setup, bathroom, warm up, cool down, mobility, anything. It's like easily two hours at least. So, so that was kind of like the, the moment. And then after Chicago, it was just like the goals just got even, like my mind was starting to get blown. Like, okay, now I want to get to 60 minutes, you know, like that was kind of the next. It was like, all right, I want to win these championships. And I want to get to 60 minutes. And then, and then it's like, this is all happening. And it's interesting now to really, I actually really hadn't thought about this. It's interesting to reflect on that. Like my second race in my head, I'm already like, I could be a world champion. That is crazy. You know, like how, so that was kind of that. It just, you know, the bar just kept I kept setting it higher for myself. It was like, all right, this here we are, and this is where we're going, you know. And that was it was like whatever means necessary,
0: and that's to that's, get there. That is interesting. Like, yeah, like having that thought as someone brand new into something, right? Like, mm-hmm. But it speaks to the belief that you have in yourself, right? And yeah. for for that mindset, of like if I go all in. I believe I can do anything, right? And if, yep. it, if that's a world championship, especially in this avenue where it's like. I have these tools and now if yep. I just turn it on like there's no reason why I believe I won't be be where I need to be and also like maybe just to understand the scope of things which is great. <laughs> it's like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I'll just run these races and I'll just win them and that, that's what we'll do. But so you were high level high school high level collegiate athlete division 1 and then you had your daughter Mila when you were 22, 23? Twenty-three. Twenty-three, right. So yeah. A pretty young mother and yep. already having a pretty established athletic career. So now eight, nine years later?
1: Yeah. How
0: does that yeah. kind, how does that kind of change the idea of pushing your chips all in where there's this other piece of your life that is obviously like a a massive piece that's there, you know, being a mom, having a daughter. Yeah. And how did, how did you kind of like go all in and, and still have everything in your life that you've built still like present?
1: So I know we had talked about, I had put out a small, just tidbit about myself in my story. And I'd gotten so many replies and it's one of those things that like I never talk about and never get asked about, really, but I went through a lot of hardship in my twenties, especially after I had Mila. like just I was married, I was divorced very young. I had to pack three suitcases, move five thousand miles away back' you were to in East Hawaii. Coast. I was in Hawaii, <laughs> yeah, I had to beg the United Airlines uh employee I had I had not a dime to my name. And I had to literally, I I went to TJ Maxx, I bought three suitcases, I fit everything we owned that I could get back in those suitcases. And then I went, then I went to the airport with no money and had to beg them to let me have my baggage for free, which they very kindly did. So shout out to United Airlines. Um, (laughs) That woman, whoever she was, was a saint. But, and then I basically came back to the East Coast and I was 25 and i had to start my life over i had nothing i moved back in with my parents um i started working full time and then working part time i i've worked two jobs literally since that day huh. so like doing all this and like the hustle like that is just like i'm programmed at this point like that's just also just very much like who i am and like how i was raised to be like we just work hard in our house and like that's just what we do you know mm-hmm. um But, like, really, like, having to create a life all over again, not having anything, like, moving home, kind of, like, with your tail between your legs, like, feeling a little embarrassed, a little ashamed, like, whatever the case may be, like, it was a very humbling experience, but also created a a huge mental strength, you know? Like, I, I have a child I have to provide for. She's not even two years old. I have to figure it out. And that's what I did. And it was like, but the biggest part about that was for a long time, I didn't get to really, obviously I didn't get to really, um, spend a ton of time on myself. I was working two jobs and Mm -hmm. and being a mom, but whenever I could, I always leaned into, like, I always used fitness as my outlet. And I always like, I was always active. I was always in the gym. I'd been running with her in a stroller for two years, her whole life um you know and i did that every single day until she was like 4 or 5 when you can't push them anymore because they're too heavy um and, and so i always leaned into fitness because that's what empowered me and made me feel strong in the times that i didn't feel strong emotionally mentally you know whatever at least i felt strong physically and that really helped a lot of those areas um mm. and then as she got a little older i was starting to coach at my former high school She's getting a little older, you know, and I had a little bit more time and, you know, a different type of schedule. And so I was able to, I I really got inspired by people like that. I coached like Parker, like we were talking about, and I was able to then kind of start getting back into competitive running again myself. And I'm just very much like the all in. It was like, I had done a race. I think I did a random 5k at, I also had back surgery. So like (laughs) first race ever after that. I think I ran like, you know, high 18 minutes. And I was like, you know, there's something here. Like, I I think I could do this again. And then it just kind of like became a thing where I just started training again. And I got hooked up with a coach locally um, who became a good friend and started, you know, going around the local running scene. And then, you know, I really got into it and started running like the best times I'd ever run in my life um, in the 5K and the 10K. and and then got into the half and like just other distances. And that was kind of like, but like that, you know, the collegiate Meg was always an all in athlete. And then it's like leaning back into that really helped me overcome so many things that I felt like I was going through. Hmm. And it was very hard because when you're 25, you don't know, anybody in your situation. Like my, none of my friends are married. None of them have children. Like I'm the only one going, my parents have been married for 37 years. Like, no, you know, I felt really alone. Like nobody understood. Like it just felt like such a weight, you know, on my shoulders. And like, I had no one who really, I could talk to about it or whatever. So just like leaning back into like the person that I felt like I truly am at my core really helped me get through a lot of it. And th- that's like why I'm, I think I'm here now, you know?
0: Hmm. So it was like a lot of ways. So it's like the kind of going all in almost a way for you to create like a balance as, as kind of like, they seem opposed, right? Like if you're going to be all yeah. in, there's not going to be like, something's going to suffer, but it sounds like for you, it was if I go all in, this is going to empower me. I'm going to have more confidence. And then that's going to translate into other aspects of my life.
1: Definitely. And I feel like that made me just a stronger person emotionally, a stronger person, obviously mentally, but then, then like things started happening. Like I, you know, I got a promotion at work or like I'd get a, you know, a better job and like, just things just always transcend for me. It seems like when I'm doing well athletically, it's Hmm. just, like that's just kind of the person that I am. It's like, and I think that that's like resonates with people because i I feel like half of the jobs I've ever gotten are because I was an athlete, <laughs> and it's like, oh, she can work hard, you know like for sure I, so and and it really is true. it's like if i'm if I'm all in on running, then I was all in on everything else, and I was just able to somehow give everything like you know everything I had um and obviously, so much of it was for Mila. And like, she said to me the other day, um, she's like, so like, why are we doing, like, why are you doing all this? And I was like, well, I just want to like, have a better, like a better life for us, you know, and, and and, like teach you so many different lessons. Cause she doesn't remember the times that I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent, you know, she didn't remember the times that like, we didn't, you know, I'm like asking my parents for money or, or whatever the case was when I was really like at my lowest So now it's like, it's just the way it empowers me. It's like, I want the Meg that was 25 who never thought that this was, would be who she is now. I'm doing it for her, you Mm. know, and I'm doing it for, for my daughter to see what strength looks like and how you can really do anything as long as you're willing to do what it takes. You know, I think that's the difference that separates people is I'm not, I'm getting emotional I'm not the most talented athlete that there is, you know, like I'm not, I was never the most talented runner. I was never the most talented lifter of any, I'm never the most talented in really anything that I've ever done, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And that willingness is what separates great athletes from good athletes. And that's what separates talent from greatness, in my opinion. So it's like just teaching those lessons, like this is what your goal is. And this is what it takes to, to get there.
0: And it's not just going to happen to do what it
1: takes. Right. It's not not going to happen. You can't wish it, you know?
0: And like you had some of the hardships that kind of had you go up and down where a lot of times if it's easy for people, it's just that might get lost. Totally. So now I feel that
1: way about this season, mm -hmm. you know, like if it went as perfect at, at first it seemed like this could, this could go perfect. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you learn real quick. This is, it's not going to go that way. And those are really humbling experiences and and they needed to happen because like, you know, I was really obviously disappointed. I know we're skipping a few steps here in the timeline, but it was fine. very disappointed about like my performance at worlds, you know, that I, cause I feel like I didn't execute. I feel like I didn't have my race. I didn't run the way I know how to run. Mm-hmm. So that was very disappointing for me. But maybe if I didn't have that feeling, like I wouldn't be as amped up and excited to get back after it for next year. You know, it's like, it's always that kind of thing.
0: Is this something that you think about with with your story as a whole and and how, where you are now? It's like, okay, here is the moving back to the East Coast moment for my high yeah. career.
1: Yeah, I really think, I really think for sure. And it, it made me really look at, some of the greatest athletes that I admire and look up to, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I, I've I, said this in another podcast, but I watched like the CrossFit Games documentaries on my like flight home. Mm-hmm. And those stories like these people didn't win their first first time. And it also really made me realize like how much pressure I was putting on myself. And that's very easy for me to do because I'm a really, really high achiever. Like that's just, I I really set the bar very, very high. We're all our own worst critic, Mm. of course. But I set the bar really high for myself. And I think maybe I should have given myself a little more grace, you know, like like during. And then right after it was like, oh my God, like I can't believe I didn't. And it's like, well, you know what, Meg? Like, it's just not gonna always go that way. You know, like, and not that I didn't, know that but like i have to also take a step back and look at what i've accomplished and be happy and proud of that and not just disappointed that i didn't get whatever the achievement is that i wanted you know right away
0: does that make sense it totally makes sense but it's it seems like and this is something that when we have these these conversations i knew that the pressure was was building for you right and we talked about that a little bit a lot of the pressure it is it's self imposed when if, no matter what the race is, but because of the things you were able to accomplish and the way that you resonate with people, there also then became external pressure as well. So, yeah, like, there was kind of it was kind of coming from both directions. Definitely. So, I feel like the easy thing to do would be like, Hey, look what you've done. Isn't this great? Shouldn't you yeah. just be proud of yourself in this moment? But would you be in that position? If you had that mindset.
1: Precisely. You know, of course not.
0: So like when, of course not, when we would have those conversations, I'm like, I I know those things. Right. And I see those things too, but I'm also like, but you're a fucking killer. You know, like, you don't want to just be like, oh, this is great for what we've done so far. It's like, no, it's like, go win. (laughs) Even though like, that's not the end all be all. It's not. But Yeah. That's But that's the hard part about that. Like giving yourself grace, like it yes, is. that might make you feel better. And maybe it doesn't hurt your performance, but like how much of that do you have to credit to what, what you've accomplished? Right. So it's like a hard balance. Right. I
1: mean, we wouldn't like who knows if I would have even been here if I didn't keep like setting the bar higher and higher and higher for myself like this. Cause that's what you do. You know, you reach a goal and then you, you don't just stop, you know, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. You just keep setting higher and more intense lofty goals. Right. And mm-hmm. that's like kind of the whole point of all of this. Right. So, and then and- it was really hard because Anaheim went so well, Yeah, <laughs> like three and a half weeks of the world championships. Yeah. So like I was kind of riding this high and, and not just because, I got a, you know, I got the world record again in in the sub 60, but also felt so confident in my fitness, felt so confident in our race plan and execution that we've really developed over the course of this whole year after having various race experiences. Like this wasn't just like the plan overnight, you know, like it was like, all right, this is what I think we need to do based on the last five, six months you know, of racing, like, I think this is the best strategy and it worked very well. So then like going into the world championship and, and feeling like I didn't have my best day. Cause here's the thing. If I went into that race and I had what I felt like was one of my best performances ever. And I came in second, I can live with that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I can own that. I can live with that. You know, but I didn't feel like that. So that was really the, the like kicker for me was I was like, I was that close and I didn't feel like I had my best race. And that's, that's what hurt like me in my, like in my heart, I was like, (laughs) Oh, like how, you know, like, like, and then you're starting to think about things and you're just like, what did I do? What did I do differently? And, and it's, it's very easy to like then fall in the, the rabbit hole of like depression i guess
0: (laughs) especially with the season uh, ender and i i know that what you're saying like is is true right sometimes people when they're when they're competitive people if it doesn't go their way they're never they're never happy
1: oh yeah i never want it to be like oh i lost so like i didn't have my day and like i i just had a bad race and like I was cramping during the row. I'd never experienced this before. Had no idea what that was about. Couldn't run. I just felt like trash on a lot of the runs mm. where, you know, like I've, I've normally that's where I've excelled, obviously. Mm. Um, and I, so I'm, I'm not just saying this to be like, wow, like look at me. Like I well, really, something was going on where I do, really did not feel good.
0: And so. I, I know that because after the North American championships where I was able to attend just to, to, as a fan and a coach, you were, you got second there and you yeah. were happy with after the race. Yes. Like, I didn't know how you were going to respond. Cause I, I, I haven't been around <laughs> you in those moments. Right. And European championship was a couple of weeks before. And again, there was an error. So there wasn't like a, yeah. oh, I, I gave it like, so there was an excuse, not like, not that you use it an right. excuse, but like you didn't win because. So you ran an extra lap or whatever the, yeah. but this is the first time like the, everything was fine, but you didn't win. So I didn't know how that was right. going to go, but you were like, that was fucking awesome. I pushed everything out there. i I made moves when I could. Yeah. And, you, and you ran so tough that day and you were happy at the outcome. So yeah. I know when you're saying after world championships, you're like how upsetting it was that it was something that it was like something with the effort, something with what happened in it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't right.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, again, never t- want to take anything away from Lauren, but like I had, I was having the strategy was starting to click even at worlds where like in the past I've, it was the row. Like mm-hmm. I, I started coming back on the row and I actually caught up and but I'm in the row and I'm like feeling my legs cramping and that run off the row was like, normally that's where I feel like I'm able to make a move and and maybe take, take over. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my hope of course, because I feel so confident in those last three stations, especially, um, you know, especially like the farmers I'm usually really strong at and the lunges. I usually have one of the best times in those. So I I always feel like at that point of the race, like, okay, this is my, this is my time right now. And, and I was like at the point where like, this would be the moment to like, take, go get ahead, take over. And and I just couldn't do it. And then I'm starting to have the thought of like, everything is cramped. My calves, my quads, everything is cramping. And I'm just thinking, how am I going to get through these lunges? And that's not a fun thought to have (laughs) to have, have because especially when you're so confident on that station, normally I'm like how am I getting through these? Cause in my mind, I'm like, how am I pushing off and keeping like everything is cramping up and it was really a struggle. I was, I was really trying to be very smart about like how my, my foot pushed off in particular of the ground because my calves kept getting like cramping up. Um, so that was just, yeah, it just felt, you know, it just felt like a bummer. So.
0: Yeah. And that's when watching the race,
1: I it think was, everybody could tell that, like, I wasn't my normal Meg, you know, it, like racing Meg. I think everybody could kind of tell that.
0: The After the push, you seemed to come out of that a little bit slower than normal. Then the pole had that that, that rope situation happen. But then you were fine through. Brewery jump seemed right. Uh, but then on the row, it's like, okay, here it comes. Because it was just yeah. three, three weeks after the fastest time that's ever been run. So it's like, okay, this fitness is here. And now... Yeah. And what we've seen from Lauren's like, she's so aggressive, but there's sometimes in the middle, things can kind of like wane for her. And I thought it was happening. I was like, okay, it's being it's being executed. And we put a lot of emphasis on that burpee broad jump zone. Like, this is where-
1: I did win the burpee broad jump. Hey,
0: that, that counts. Good
1: and, job, coach.
0: <laughs> but that was an area like, we're like, here's the middle part.
1: Yeah, we put a lot of emphasis on that. It's
0: like, she's going to be aggressive and- like you can certainly match her. And if you want to be there, you can. But like these, these two, like the burpee broad jumps in the row, like this is an area where you can improve and make some time up. So when it was happening on the row, I was like, holy shit, it's going to happen. And then when I really knew was the farmer's, I was like, okay, this is like, yeah. and, it, and that was clear for everyone. Cause usually it's flipped. Like Lawrence had a hard time on that and you're usually, there's no problem. So that was when I was like, oh boy. And then when you told me, it, but your lunches were still good, weren't they? They're were still like the yeah. fastest I thought yeah yeah (laughs) so
1: they were still good but they they, felt like they felt bad you know they felt terrible so it was very unpleasant
0: right and when it was the runs where there was separating time it's like that's that's just not right yeah
1: and that was the crazy part was I felt like every station I was like catching and catching and catching so Mm -hmm. realistically I stationed really well like Mm -hmm. probably better than other than the farmers, the farmers I really really struggled with. And again, it was like you know your knees are slightly bent. It's like, like, I just I just couldn't move my legs fast for some reason. But um, so we've been doing a lot of farmers carries lately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, like I I felt like I stationed great, and like when yeah. I looked at my splits, it was like it was just the running just didn't stink quite have it. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. What do you think? Like it's been, I think I just
1: need to be much, I need to keep doing what I do. And I think it's so easy. And I mean, I saw this happen at Worlds. There were many people way out front that were like, All right, I'll see you. Like, you go out real hard and I think that that is a detriment to a lot of people. And I think it maybe that was part of it. You know, I might've extended a little too much on some of those early, that early run, maybe that early sled push. Just it's hard not to do, yeah. especially when you're in a venue with three, 4,000 people screaming your name, you know, like the, the, the adrenaline is through the roof. And this is my, you know, my first year. The first
0: world championship.
1: So my first world championship. So I don't know. I think there were definitely parts of that just experience um, that I I maybe just made some small errors at the beginning. And then maybe that was why I was cramping. Like, who knows?
0: Yeah, potentially. And I think just the it's ti- just one
1: of those things. I think time the time day, of the day. Like eight o'clock. I don't know. There's a lot of, I mean, we all had we're all in the same boat. Same for everybody. So certainly not making excuses there, but it definitely impacts your body differently. So who knows?
0: Right. And it but is, I just like, got to
1: stick to my strategy every time.
0: Right. Like you and just
1: have faith in myself that at the end, like I'm, I'm going to be right where I need to be, which is hard to do because in a race like this, especially when you're next, you're next to each other, like pushing or pulling or whatever the station is, because of the nature of the grid in particular, mm-hmm. very, very easy to not think, at ep- not think long term, very easy to forget about like, how is this going to impact me station five or six, mm-hmm. you know, or you might overextend so easy to overextend a little too early in, in that type of race setup, especially, I yeah. think.
0: And I think that there could be potentially a way to prepare to race that way. Yeah. But I don't think that we prepared to race that way. (laughs) Right. Right. It's like, and and it could be, and you know, that's something we've talked about quite a bit since is like, okay, how, what kind of things do we need to do just to be ready to race in any, any capacity? Yeah. And on that day, I don't think it that wasn't the way, you know?
1: I think I just need to like do an all out mile and then right into a hierarchism
0: and time. ski <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then i'll be set it and then everything matter. will be easy I'll after be good. right yeah <laughs>
0: um so yeah i mean and uh, the crossfit examples i mean that's a, a sport that i lean on quite a bit just because it's individual and it's also kind of multi-domain and uh but like you look at some of the greatest champions like Matt Fraser on his and I think in his rookie season or his first or second season ended up second. Mm-hmm. Tumi and her rookie season ended up second and then then in their follow-up seasons when they were the uh favorites because of I think Froning left and I think yeah uh, there was just like an opening on the women's side they both then got second again. Right. Because there may have been just some pressure or they didn't or there wasn't the well watching the, the documentary with Tia did you watch that year where she was like, yeah. well, I'm in first now, but I'm not going to be in first. I'm going to blow She was like verbally saying how she, she was said going she to was blow it. She said she was going
1: to blow it, and then yeah, she, she did. Like,
0: she like signed someone's autograph or some, or like took a picture of somebody. It's like, oh, you're probably not going to want that after today because I'm not a champion, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But for both of them, they then had this – they are now the greatest champions that we've seen in that sport. But yeah. that second year, it wasn't like that. So right. what do you think? Like what do you –
1: Oh, I can't have another year of this. I'm just <laughs> that's no, I'm thing. just kidding. You know? Yeah, it's um yeah, I mean, there's definitely some some more goals. I mean, and it's just like it's just still a goal, you know, and I just need to just accomplish it. So that's what that's what it is. And we're just gonna keep trying to set the set the standard and you know, times are times, but I want to keep getting, you know, I want to keep getting that women's time down. You know, I want to keep, I I, I don't feel like I've reached my ceiling yet. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to get to the point where I'm like, okay, this is, this is it. This mm-hmm. is where, I, this is all I got. You know what I mean? And I just feel like I have more. And so I'm excited to, to test that again and and now test it with a little more experience under my belt, a little more, um, you know, an experience with just like how it all feels too, just the emotional side of it, the mental side of it, not just the physical competition. But, um, you know, and I, I just, I want to keep growing as an athlete and as a person. So, you know, there's always a lesson, right?
0: Yeah. And like like you said, like if you have just won, like how, that's not that fun. Yeah. I,
1: I, maybe I'd be like, yeah, okay. Done. you're you know, you're about knows?
0: perseverance. You persevered. Yeah. So Now now <laughs> yeah, here we are. Seriously,
1: it's like my middle name.
0: Yeah, this is great. You know, <laughs> and so the messages you put out, right? I think that's that kind of gets to the crux of it a lot of times. Like I remember you had a one one post about about being proud of yourself, right? Which I think is such a yeah. such an important thing because it's so hard to really. Like for me, anyway, I was speaking for experience. It's hard to deep down like feel that way or to like be able to verbalize yeah. or to say it. Right. And I, I don't think that yeah. we're alone just in this culture that way. So, like, those type of things are really important too.
1: Yeah. I think it's like when I, like I said earlier, when I look back to where I've come from just as a person, um, just like in the world. And, and like I said, you know, I, I had s- several years where I was just working out because. I don't know how to do anything else. And this is like what I do um, and just living in a healthy lifestyle. And so, you know, I don't think I thought I would ever be this or be doing this stuff, you know, in those days. So, and I don't even know, I don't even think I thought it was possible. You know, how, how could you balance all that as a mom and all this stuff and, and train and, and commit yourself to, you know, like I don't think I had a, an understanding of like, how I could do it. So then to be here and be doing it and now getting to be an example for other people that might have felt like I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm extremely proud of that, you know, not even just proud of who I am as an athlete, but just that I get to maybe like be some sort of inspiration for other people. Like that's an incredible feeling, you know, and it's nice and it's like the community is so supportive. So it's been yeah. awesome to be a part of it for so many reasons.
0: Yeah. We're, and community is lucky to have you for that, for, for like oh, being able to share thanks. these things.
1: <laughs> thanks.
0: But yeah. And then like, you, you'll be able to look back on what's happened now and you'll feel that type of pri- type of pride and you know that you're capable of doing it. So love that you're sharing the messages because it's, it you really do inspire people.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Mm. But honestly, so much. It's funny because. So much of it is like because of you. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I don't know what's a, like what's a good row time. Like I don't know, you know.
0: I think <laughs> what's I just a good
1: uh, Karen time. Right. Like I remember you had me do Karen, and I was like, Is that good? And you were like, um, That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> got to get like that. Really um, got to get that
0: unbroken though.
1: I know, it's and gotta I got to get it like on record. Like I need it. to, I need to like film it. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And see because there's a world record for it. Is there? Might as well, go for it. Yeah. What it's is like it? For something.
0: Okay, so you should be right there.
1: I feel like I, I'm right there. So I want to see.
0: What, I want to. I want you to do
1: uh,
0: men's Karen too. All
1: right. Twenty two at oh. ten, just to see. How about how it just hundred? Can I just no. do a hundred?
0: Nope. Full Karen. I mean,
1: dang it! So hundred is so much more like reasonable in my head for that.
0: That I That is something about that. You get to like seventy five, and you're like, it feels like you're almost there, but you're just halfway. You're like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. um so overall successful season <laughs> right and l- yeah. when looking back at it what do you got uh what do you got next
1: um i'm doing rally in the valley
0: when we is stopped?
1: that it's the same weekend as great games oh, okay but i it just with life and all the traveling that like when i started looking at fall i was like oh my god this is insane between deca and battle bunker and high Rocks because it's, it's like wow so I ended up deciding to go to Raleigh just because it's closer. It's on the East Coast. It's a way cheaper flight for me. Um, And it looks really cool. It's got, like, a lot of Metcon stuff. There's a stand-up paddle board race.
0: Have you been thinking about how to do that fast? Like, you need to, like, get all of it? Like, really turn?
1: So I go to the lake next Monday with my family and we usually rent it for two weeks. So I said to everybody, don't be alarmed if I'm out there at like 6am, just Sweet. like hauling ass across yeah. the lake, <laughs> like, like a lunatic. Um,
0: what lake do you guys So budget? yeah,
1: we go to Lake Winola and uh, it's right outside Clark summit. It's very, it's a small lake, but okay. you can Not have boats. my cousins, you know, they all wakeboard and they surf the wake and they do a uh, lots of awesome very cool stuff. So
0: my uh but it's
1: like an easy drive. It's like an hour from right, that's, that's, my hometown. That's
0: cool. My my mom's family has a cabin like in the Adirondacks, like just northwest of Watertown. So that used to be our that's a
1: hall. That is all though.
0: That's out there. That was like would be like six that's hours like, from it's probably four. I was gonna
1: say, cause it's almost it's probably three and a half from me. For sure. So, so it was
0: like, yeah, it was like five from from where I, I love
1: up. the Adirondacks, but it's just, they're just not like that easy to get to. And like to there. do a day trip, it's like, it's like foreign change. So For it's sure. a little bit hard, but yeah. So doing that, doing the camp, coming out, it. coming out to Colorado.
0: So we got a camp that we got coming out with, I spoke about a little bit with the uh, podcast with Kent, but it's me, you, Ryan Kent, Camila Massa, Luca Lorenzi, and we're just going to have an awesome time.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be fun.
0: So I'll put an application in the link in the show notes. Basically what it is is gonna be three days, two nights of five different workouts, five different seminars, where and just being able to hang out with us and, and it's gonna be a really fun time to to just like explore how to get better at, at high rocks. So that's gonna be the, the basis of it. So it's a thousand dollars, which is pretty freaking reasonable. If you had a two night stay in in a house like Luca has, because it's all on site, food taken yeah. care of all your la- all your uh accommodations are accounted for within the thousand dollars and it's like a beautiful spot.
1: Yeah. So the views are amazing. It's like an outdoor gym setup. It is so
0: everything legit. you'd want. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna be a really fun time. So take a look at those links in the show notes. We'll we'll get some more information out on social and things like that. So if you have questions about the Please reach out.
1: Yeah. And then DECA, I'm gonna do my first DECA fit, which yeah. I'm very excited about.
0: Doubles. Um, and we're doubles.
1: up. So that'll be that'll be really fun. That'll
0: be super fun. So I'm excited yeah. for that. And then yeah. okay. And then we'll figure and out. And then the I guess
1: the high rocks.
0: High rocks whenever. Yeah, high rocks whenever it can. It's
1: like crazy.
0: And then we have an app coming out at some point. Yeah. We got like that will be really, really cool, really fun. Like a lot of everything that we whole bunch of different programs all for one price. So be on the lookout for that. Doesn't come out until probably about another month or so. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, that'll be great. Anything else we Lots need to plug? Lots of stuff. Lots power, of stuff in the works. Drinking Powerlift. power lifts. Drink power lifts. That's it. Eat uh, Driven nutrition. nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Links down in the description. Uh videos. ten thousand not a official but somewhat
0: yep Get, getting getting there
1: maybe call me up no how's that how's that, um,
0: how's that swag they got you
1: oh legit is it yeah it's so nice I've, i'm shocked that the way the shorts actually fit me really like, they just sent me smalls and everything and like they feel like they're just normal women's running shorts they sent like the short ones like the three inch or whatever like i was kind of like how do any of these dudes wear these you know <laughs> it's got to be a pretty small dude but uh they're yeah, actually the men's
0: shorts, great. the, uh, I the think, distance shorts. I'm short. pretty
1: sure because, yeah, I'm pretty pretty positive they are. And then they sent me some hoodies. God, honestly, the material of all the 10,000 gear is so comfortable. Like, I, I really love it. I'm not just saying that. Like, I really do love everything.
0: So they didn't send you, they sent you just men's stuff?
1: They sent me men's stuff. And here's why oh, okay. I'm 99% sure. It's because it has the, like, the flap, but it doesn't open. <laughs> yeah, but that's, it has that's like a the does. So I'm like, yeah, this is definitely the men's. But, um, oh, okay. As I yeah, was interested, some really good stuff.
0: Cause women's apparel is tough in terms of fit. So it is.
1: It is. I told them I'd be a guinea pig anytime because it is really hard to, like, especially to race and stuff. I mean, you know, like it's very, like, pretty people are pretty particular. I'm pretty mm-hmm. particular in, in what I will race in because you mm-hmm. just don't want to be messing with that kind of stuff, you know, sure. during during a hard effort. So
0: it's nice not to have to think about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, their stuff's legit. I'm, I'm into it.
0: All right, Meg, well, this is super fun. I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate your honesty yeah. and, and, you know, just the relationship we've built and watching you grow and uh, being able to grow together has been such a fun time. So I'm looking forward to, to this next season for sure.
1: Yeah, me too. Lots of fun things ahead. Cool. All right. Well, we'll awesome. talk to you soon. All right.